so you were gonna say something. Start. Oh, oh no, I was gonna, I was gonna mention how like our break, kind of, it kind of ended like this saga of relationship talks that we started with. Because yeah. when we started the podcast, it was like, oh, we want to be like, we want to be a red like relationships podcast initially, like help married people have not dead bedrooms. Essentially, that was the initial crux of it, right? And then near the end of before our break, you were kind of like, we need to we need to have discussions that are not related to things that we're Can I scratch my with. crotch on video? I mean, not, well, you can while I'm talking. Yeah, but I should call attention to it when you're talking yeah, because yeah. the camera will be on you and the audience is going to miss out. Exactly. They need to know that this, this, the crotch, is, the being crotch is being scratched, guys. The underwear is being pulled a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's sweaty, man. It's it's 26 degrees in here. Oh, we got lights I, on our faces. I don't turn on the air conditioning. You got two bright lights in this. What is, what's the size of this room? It's probably about, I'd say 75 square feet. No, but what are the dimensions? Like 10 foot by? Yeah, well, I would say like seven, like nine by nine or something. Or yeah, like it's eight, tiny. Eight by, yeah. It's tiny. It's not even nine, actually. How tall, how long are these poles? The poles are like 10 feet, right? At max length? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It has to be less than 12 feet. Yeah, it's definitely less than 10 feet because... Yeah, it's probably 10 by 9 or 10 by 10. Yeah, it's around 7. It's less than 100 square feet, I'd say. Yeah. Damn. Tiny room. And you have to take into account, it's probably the the closet and the <coughs> water heater room reduce that even more. So yeah, like, exactly. I, mean, yeah. I hate the fact that closets protrude out. Yeah, they should be... I know. It's like they know they're wasting space and they're can, they're getting away with it. It's like yeah. that, but you know, it's fine. Well, they need to protrude out from what the only way they can not protrude out is if every closet has a closet on the opposite side that's staggered. You know what I mean? Like you need to put some thought into the design. Yeah. Basically, if you have a closet on one location, then behind the wall next to it should be another closet so that both the closets are in the sandwich between the walls. Or all the closets should take up one entire wall panel. Yeah, that, that's exactly like... So you don't have an irregular shape. Yeah, that's in the, the room. point. Yeah. Actually, in my house, they do that in a couple places. Yeah. But not everywhere. Yeah. Anyways, you were saying... Yeah, no, it was just... The saga. Yeah. Like, it, our break coincided with our change in kind of direction. Change not, in topic? Not change in direction, but like just expansion of topics. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. No, with our break, we we shifted to video, and then we got rid of well, we changed topics, and also we we started posting the the Instagram and Twitter yeah. kind of quotes. So there's a, a few different changes, and I think having a break every three months or a couple months will allow us to keep things fresh. It prevents you from getting into a rut. Because it forces you to stop and yeah. re and allows you to recalibrate. Because it, you know, what's funny because it became really easy once the I think after the fifth or sixth episode editing the whole workflow became so easy, and I was using the podcast itself to procrastinate on innovative aspects of the podcast. So whenever I would think, oh, I need to set up video, I'd be like, now nah, let me just edit more shorts. Like do the thing that you're already, yeah. right? So I, I noticed that. I was like, this isn't good. It's not bad either because you're still making content, but you realize that you're you're using your own 
content as a procrastination buffer to prevent more creative ideas within your own. Yeah, I mean, at yeah. some level, taking a week off was harder than continuing to go. Like, you know what I mean? It was. It was, in a way. <laughs> it's crazy the, the level of procrastination and laziness, the level of creative energy that your mind expends on keeping you lazy. The amount of like techniques and tactics and like stuff that self-talk that you're able to do to convince yourself to stay lazy, it's insane. The amount of self-deception, it's it's very, it's tricky stuff. Yeah. Well, would, the, the main thing is like laziness is not, like it's hard to actually spot laziness from the outside. You can, only the person who's lazy knows that they're lazy and the other because like you could just you could seem very productive on the outside but just be stuck in this rut of just doing the same thing all the time and someone might think oh you know this guy's a really productive guy i mean i'm not i'm not saying it's impossible to determine when someone's just constantly doing busy work and they're just uh they wanna they wanna get out of it but they just they'd rather just be cognitively lazy yeah um but no, I, I think a lot of people do that they their goal is to be as lazy as possible while being perceived as hardworking as possible. And that's, those things tend to coincide because what society consi considers hard work is generally lazy work. And a lot of things that- It's lazy work and it's work that's financially gratifying and, and uh, emotion yeah. and like it's the grind yeah yeah emotionally gratifying as well like not emotionally in the sense that true emotional but like uh in the sense that yeah base desires yeah i get what you're saying yeah and uh that grind is rewarded from your base desires and from society's external approval whereas the other one is uh rejected by your base desire so you feel a little bit of pain you suffer a little bit when you're trying to create something useful and slow down your pace, and then you pu you get punished by society too, or even your employer in many cases. Yeah, will I mean, not... even your family and friends. Exactly. So yeah. any cr any truly creative or even just effortful, uh, conscious act in any domain is punished in, in modern times. It wasn't always the case. Yeah. And then this leads to just... Uh, I mean, we don't know. The actually. plague of mediocrity that spreads. It could have It could have always been the case. <laughs> Could have, yeah. Or mostly been the case. Maybe there were pockets of time. Yeah. Some golden years. I think it was less prevalent because of uh, the digital to analog shift. Yeah. So prior to digital. Yeah, digital makes it a lot easier, easier to, to do, do that. Useless stuff. You know, that's one thing that uh, he mentioned, which I liked in the Jordan Peterson podcast with his dad, where he interviews him. They were talking about like farm life and how everything's concrete and not abstracted and that prevents you from well it gives you immediate satisfaction and uh, instant feedback so he was giving examples like you know if you're milking the cows you get milk if you're uh, doing something else you, you get the direct yeah. feedback and it's that's kinda, what i like, like about the, it's like the money thing right you're so uh like you're so far removed from actually what you want right you want food but you're, you know, working at this corporate company to make this thing that this person's going to buy, that this company's going to sell to this person who's then going to trade it for this thing. And then eventually somewhere down the line, someone who's who has food, 
wants that thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like the the bartering system, except it's in terms of actual activities yeah. that you do. And, and the other thing I noticed is when he was talking to his dad, he was asking him like these philosophical questions, and his dad would respond in a way like this is instinctual. It's it's almost self evident. He wouldn't say those words, but he was because he was asking his questions had a lot of postmodernist entitlement assumptions. So one of the questions he asked him was that, did you have a happy childhood? Now, the problem with that question is his father, and I understand this based on his response, but also just based on the body language and the way he was reacting to this. His father doesn't evaluate his childhood based on a happiness spectrum. So when he asked him that, he's like, yeah, like he was just unsure of how to respond. It's only in modern times are past events and future events and things evaluated based on happiness. Yeah. Happiness is this abstract concept that has no relevance in reality. And what, what reality people tended to care about was shelter and food. Right? But when you when you separate food and shelter from happiness, then it's very easy to be miserable. It's just like depression. What is depression? Oh, it's, you know, he's clinically depressed. No, that's bullshit. Depression only happens if there's some concrete thing lacking. Otherwise, it's some problem with you. You've, you've manufactured it. So if there's nothing wrong with your life in terms of your basic necessities, then your depression is a mental illness. And I don't mean that in the Western sense. I mean like you're ill, you're spiritually ill. You have character flaws. You have entitlement issues. You're ungrateful. And your character flaws are causing you to play a victim. And this is where the whole victim playing comes into, right? And you could you could say the same thing with any criminal, right? Any criminal that does a crime, he would say that I did this because I didn't have that or I didn't have any options. So he's always playing a victim that the only reason I did this was because of XYZ reasons. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't say... So there are certain things that can make your life worse that aren't just related to um, the base necessities. Because like, let's say, you know, you're forced to, let's say you get falsely accused of a crime or something and you're you're not, at, you don't get to live at home anymore, but you still have food and shelter in a prison, but it's not ideal, I guess. You would be less satisfied in that situation. But that's that's my point though. What I'm saying is that you shouldn't. Because if you take the examples... In, yeah, I get I get what right. you mean, but that's that's how they would. Uh... Yeah, so I'm not saying that it's not possible for them to not be depressed. It is possible. I'm saying that the depression is invalid. Yeah, it's it's a character flaw depression, not an actual depression. So we should make that distinction psychologically, but they don't. They lump all depressions in together. So if someone who doesn't yeah. have food, well, I think it depends their their definition. It it all goes down to like definitions, right? Because. Yeah. You're you're saying it's like there's certain base necessities that you need that if you don't have those like you don't have food and you don't have shelter but they expand the definition of base necessities and base rights like you know it's like oh you also need the freedom of uh you know being gay or <laughs> like you know like all their all yeah. their fake all their freedoms that are not based on any uh on any, on anything divine right they're just based on how they feel about life how they feel like, how they, how they think, how they feel like what things should be. Yeah, treated. I don't know. No, no, uh, I get that. Yeah, but that's precisely what I'm challenging: is that you can't just change the definition of base necessity. 
based on right, your webs. But, but they don't have a definition. Yeah. Like where where do you get that definition? Yeah, exactly. They don't have definitions. They don't have words. Yeah. They just do what they want. But then ultimately they suffer. That is true. Yeah. Anyways, it's a slow day today. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really going to talk about Jordan Peterson for the next? No, no, no. No, you had a good point at the start that I wanted to come back to. Yeah, the break thing. Yeah. So, yeah, the break thing. So, wait. So, we were going to, initially, we were going to talk about this whole unmasked oh, thing. But are we unmasked right now? How we, does don't, it, we don't know if we're unmasked. How does it feel to finally show the world your face? <laughs> I mean, I've been walking around with a mask for the past two years. Yeah, Have like you? no one has seen my face in my entire life. Yeah. I, I always wear a mask when I go. Well, I mean, well, technically I never wore a mask. Like even in COVID, just very infrequently. Only in stores that like wouldn't let you in. Yeah. Like what what store did I go to? I, I rarely go to stores. But yeah. at one time, I remember we went somewhere, Home Depot or something, to pick up something. Lowe's. Lowe's. Oh, to pick up the... The, the gym equipment. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that, like one of the few times I... Yeah. Yeah. No, I think this is a big thing for people because it's the preference falsification thing. Because the assumption is that online you're being the true you because yeah. you can't be real in person. So therefore, if you're online and then you show your face, it's such a big deal because you've never you're you're breaking that the online assumption is to be real when you're anonymous. And then as soon as you're, as soon as there's real world consequences to what you're saying, obviously, even when you're anonymous, there's no one who's truly anonymous. So like, yeah. even then, most people are still uh, trying to, Which is trying funny to fit in at some level. Because yeah. we're, we're more real in person than we are online in the sense that, like, we, I don't know. Not more yeah. real as in, we don't, we don't preference falsify in person at all. Yeah. Online well, we do I, because. I would say at some level I. Well, maybe at work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's not about preference falsification. It's like, do you bring up topics just because, you know, like if you're, if your friend, if your coworker or something is talking about marriage or something, do you just start talking about dead bedrooms and like. I do actually. Yeah, yeah. I know you do. Yeah. That's yeah. my test. Yeah. It's my retard test. If yeah. you, if you freak out by that, then you're a retard. I've, 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 I've had a few people that I discussed those things with. But yeah, people tend to freak is, out. I know there's certain types of people that will tune out as soon as you start talking about that, and certain type of people that will freak out. Yeah. And I and I use my heuristics to filter based on that. Yeah. But no, I mean people have that been, is people have been freaking yeah. me out for so long, right? Just people, by their existence. Yeah. So I'm like, it's time for some revenge, you know? That's fair enough. Yeah. Right. Because think about it from my perspective. From for them, that seems weird, but for me, I've been tolerating their existence for 30 years yeah it's crazy yeah actually right? so just to be fair tit for tat right yeah no because wh they, they everyone what the norm people don't understand is that when you're not the norm then you're not speaking your mind freely ever yeah they're constantly speaking their mind freely to me and i'm constantly censoring yeah and then when i even let a little bit of my free mind come out they get triggered. Yeah. It's so like, wait, wait, wait. So intolerant. Whereas yeah. I never get triggered from their free mind. Yeah. I don't even get triggered by their triggering. 
But they would argue that, oh, you know, it's the majority view and therefore, you know, it's more accepted. So you should be less triggered. Exactly. By it. And that's why I become even more aggressive in my responses because their argument is so Absurd. irredeemable, yeah. right? So their argument condemns them to further ridicule, mockery, and contempt. Contempt, right? It's They're saying, slap me. I'm slappable. Yeah, but they're not women. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> when a guy says slap me, it's uh, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what else do we got here? Requires a lot of courage to show the world who you are. Yeah, I mean, that's the... Yeah, no, I think part of the... Part of the reason why I... Well, part of the reason we didn't set up videos because we didn't have equipment. But I was debating early on, maybe in like the first week, that should we do video or should we stick to audio? And the problem is, the reason I don't like going into video, it has, which is ironic, because a lot of people think, oh, you're embarrassed to go on video. No, it's not about that. It's because of audience stupidity. Because most audiences are incredibly stupid and impressionable, and they get affected by propaganda. Right? We know this. Now, the problem with most audiences is that they cannot separate idea from person. So if you present an idea in those kind of written formats with with karaoke style highlighting for their puny minds to focus, right? Because that highlighting is necessary because if you just showed a wall of text, they wouldn't read it. But oh, if you're talking about the Instagram. The, the shorts. Yeah. No, I'm talking about oh, the TikTok the shorts, shorts yeah. right? The karaoke style highlights. Yeah. Meaning the color changes for every word. It's it's big font. It's like in your face. It's like even if you have the attention span of a flea, you can still focus. Yeah. Right? It's deliberately designed for the attention economy while expressing an idea that goes against your political correct views. So when you when you express it that way anonymously, it has the benefit of separating the idea from the person and also retaining attention. But then when you show the video, people look at the medium over the message. They look at the form over the content. They look at the person over the idea. And then they cannot separate it. Their minds are incapable of separation. Yeah. So, so now they will see us as what we are. And of course, that's fine. But the point is that because of that inability to separate, we're limiting our audience. And we're, it's unfortunate because the people who need this the most will not be able to accept it. Yeah. The ones who can separate idea from person, they're already past a certain threshold of cognitive sensibility. Yeah. So, so, they, so the limitation on us coming on video is not from our side of we don't want to be on video. It's like you can't handle video in a sense. We're being <laughs> less charitable. Yeah. To, to the benefit of the world by going on video. We're being more selfish because we'll get more views. Yeah, you get more views without more understanding, whereas with audio only, you yeah. get more understanding, less views. So, And then even like text is the most, I would say you get the most understanding, the least. The least no. It's but, the but ratio. You, have, you yeah. have to kind of balance that. Yeah, exactly. Because so, yeah, it's hard to say what would have been better, but we'll see. Yeah. But the thing is where at the end of the day, everyone who's listening to the podcast or watching the podcast is living in this society where there's video everywhere. So if they can't, if they're unable to do that with this podcast, then they're screwed already in life, right? Because then they're just, exactly. then they're done. So if you, you know what I mean? So it's like either way they're, they're damned. Yeah. And then there's the fact that we're bringing up this point while being on the video. 
Yeah. Few people will talk about this point. Right? Few people talk about the meta that is relevant to themselves. Yeah. While they're engaged in it. I mean even Jordan Peterson like his his whole format of the video with the suit and the dark background he he gets like the whole Yeah, but like, he'll never bring that point up in the yeah, video. Yeah, exactly. He's never going to talk about how his thumbnails make him seem like some Greek philosopher exactly. in the video, yeah. you know. And that's where J- Jordan Peterson's authenticity has a limit. Yeah. Right? Very few people cross that limit where they're willing to like you know how we mentioned way before in an earlier podcast that the more emasculated we seem the more effect we have on our audience once they realize that we've been married and our wives are obedient because it it creates this sharp contrast right in their minds they have this view that you have to be rich jacked and successful to have obedient women or even get women and then here are these guys who from their perspective don't have the stereotypical qualifications to pull women and then you present that your wives are obedient it creates that contrast but then we mention that we're doing that deliberately while doing it yeah it's, it's like if if those red pill gurus said yeah we're just using you beta guys to make money and say it openly but because they're you can only do that if you're sincere if you have malicious intent then speaking about the meta will reveal the maliciousness but if your intent is sincere you can speak about it all and still not worry that you're going to be Attack you know what's it. funny? This is maybe this is a stretch, a reach, but in uh, I've noticed this in movies and media, where like the movies that poke fun at the meta are more real, and and the shows and movies that don't acknowledge the meta, they're not real. They're not real. You know, like you'll never have fourth wall breaks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, it's not even fourth wall because they'll they'll do like comedic fourth wall breaks. No, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Fourth wall has turned into this non-meta thing. Exactly. The essence of it has been removed yeah. and it's almost a trope in and of itself now. Yeah, exactly. But there's a different kind of fourth wall break. Like, I don't know if you've seen that movie. I recommended it to you a while ago, Funny Games. No, I That German seen. movie. It's yeah. on the list. Should I mention the spoiler scene or? Yeah. Sure, I mean. I'll... Actually, no, I'll leave it for the viewers. They can watch it. The original okay. German one. Maybe it, I'll watch it sometime this week because I got a week off. Yeah. So I can watch, watch that. it and then yeah. we can that, discuss it. That it's similar good. to Metal Gear 2. In, in the... Yeah, that's well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, what a, I mean, that's the classic example of meta breaking without seeming like, without doing a fourth wall break as a trope. It's it's actual. Yeah. Yeah, because so. yeah, there's a humility needed to do that. Yeah. If you're so arrogant that you think your art is this pristine thing that's so real and serious... Even with music, you know, it's the same like, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's the more serious you try to be, the more cringe you come across. Yeah, because you can't like, how can you be serious? You take a shit exactly in the morning. That's what I was like, just thinking of. Like that, it's a god complex. It's like you're you came from a sperm. You take a shit. Like yeah, you, you gotta shave your balls. Yeah, like, you're serious about your art now, all and of then a you're gonna be like. Dress, you know, like the the judge, like the, the Oscars and all that. Like, yeah, just like get what? out of your own ass, man. Yeah. Incredibly arrogant. It's just, yeah, yeah. This is fatiguing in a different Yo, way. My, my sunglasses are fogging up from the sweat. Oh, are you comfortable? You feel like a bit tense. You got to relax oh, a bit. I feel like I need the sunglasses off. Here, it's oh. okay. No, we'll cut. We'll cut this out. Cut this out. Well, yeah. cut out me. Yeah, we, we won't can't sh- see my eyes. Yeah, the eyes. Look, the eyes are the window to the soul. And if you want to get into my soul, the least you could do is join the Patreon. <laughs> Cosmic tier. 
If you want to get into my soul, you got to be married to me. Well, that's true too. No, I... <laughs> so you don't let any men get close to you in any way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but gay marriage is legal. It's legal. It seems like the right thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I watched that video actually yesterday. You know, I was... Just because I was curious. Oh, the Dave Rubin one. Parenting. Yeah. I didn't actually watch it. I just saw it and then I skimmed it's, through it's it. It's kind of like... Is it's, he challenging him a bit? No, he's not challenging him. Because he he's the one who offered him the platform. Yeah. No, the the absurdity that they don't like they're talking about trans people. They're so weird. Like, you know, it's like while being would, gay. Yeah. And it's it's like this guy's talking about he's gonna raise a child. They they did the artificial insemination of a So it's his host. actual biological mother, but he's not gonna mention who his mother was and just that woman will be gone. Yeah. And he's going to condemn the child to a life of having sodomite parents. Yeah, what a no, pathetic... You know what's even... Like, there was a funny part where the where uh, Jordan Peterson was talking, like, empirically. You know, it's like, oh, breastfed ch children have a 5% likelihood, or like a 5 higher IQ or something like that. It was just talking about how, obviously, breastfed children are... But, but and then the guy responds, Dave Rubin responds... Like yeah, that's why we got we we have a freezer full of breast milk for the next. Oh my god! It's like you you uh, you, you don't understand the essential the point. point of yes. breastfeeding is not about the breast milk. Milk, it's about the mother. <laughs> it's about. <laughs> but that's the problem with scientific studies, right? Yeah. The whole paradigm because it allows you to conflate causality. There's a lot of layers to it, but at the end of the day, what I would say is screw your science. You're a dumbass. I know better. You don't. That's the only look. Because the thing is, if you do know better, then you can say that. I can yeah. say that that my intuition makes sense. They can't. It's hard to get this point across yeah. to them. No, if, you know what's funny is they were actually talking about it from an intuitive lens. Like, I think they were talking about like the the marriage and the parenting as, as like, same-sex couples. And they were like, yeah, you know, this, this stuff makes sense, but all the gender changing, like, you know, that's where you draw the... You know, it's like their right. definition of what makes sense is based on what they think makes sense. And so that's why it's... Yeah, you can't just... It's not all about what just makes sense to you because you could just be an idiot and yeah. what makes sense to you is incorrect, objectively. Yeah, no, definitely there's... But we can say that. Because <laughs> you can say it and then if you challenge our point based on what you think makes sense, then we can have a conversation. But if you just, yeah. Yeah, no, there's a point that I wanted to make here and this is this contention that I have that you know, sometimes people are talking about something, okay? They're talking about some negative aspect of society, right? And, you know, out of humility, they'll say, you know, we as a society, we failed because we do this, this, and this. And they're talking to a group and they're just implicitly including everyone in it, right? And now this is a point that I tend to... Disagree with. Disagree with. First of all, I would say, no, 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 hold on. I don't actually do this. You can't include me in that crime that you think everyone is... Thing because I'm actually directly opposed to this and I actually verbally opposed it to your face maybe in a few uh, a meeting a few days ago or something but you conveniently forgot that so whenever there's a crime that's common they like to lump everyone into it so they feel better no 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 you're at you're the problem here not me it's not even it's even more than that because they're they're essentially virtue signaling with that statement as well it's like oh you know, I acknowledge that I do this, but you are, you guys also all do this. So it's like virtue signaling. While bashing. While bashing, while not even, like there's no, there's no actual accountability there. Without you the know, repercussion that you are bashing. Yeah, because, 
if you were to claim, if you were to talk about something negative that you do, that exclusively you do, that's that's, that's where it gets real humility. Exactly. But if you're just talking about something negative that everyone you claim everyone as a society is doing, you know, oh we're we're using plastic and we're harming the environment. It's nonsense. It's like like what the like no one. That's why see this is why I was uh, kind of impressed that Jordan Peterson got a bit aggressive because these people deserve insults and ridicule. They do not deserve the courtesy of decent conversation. Right? Yeah, that's the thing you have to realize, and this is why they fail in marriage too, <laughs> because. <laughs> They give their women the same courtesy. And this is why they fail in marriage. There it comes. There it, comes. There it is, guys. There it is, guys. That's, that's what you've been waiting for. Yeah. It, it always comes back there, you know, because at the end of the day, yeah. you can do whatever the hell you want, but your family life is going to be in the shitter if you're in the shitter. Because you can't, you can't fake that. And not literally. Yeah, not literally, figuratively. Because that's the thing that they don't get. Yeah. They always and you see this just consistently prove itself. And it's it's like this joke. It's the joke's on them, but it's this joke that cuz you know these people they tend to succeed in the world, you know, in the world of finite games. So what's the solace that we have? The solace that we have is that we succeed in our spiritual and family lives. So that's the joke that we get to have, the last laugh that God provides. Okay, we'll give them all that, but your wives are going to listen to you. Theirs won't. And then you can laugh at that. So there's this yeah. kind of difference. And obviously, you might not be successful in other domains, but that success is not even as relevant to you. you. You don't even care about that success in the long term. But the other layers, they care about a lot. And they're willing to shelve out millions of dollars to solve that problem, which ironically, no amount of money can. Right? But yeah. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate. But I mean, it's it's not unfortunate. It's they made they created it, right? So, all right, hold on. Let's see what we got here. We okay, were kind of so. talking about epistemic inversion just now, basically. Were we? Well, we kind of touched on it a little bit. Mm. Using Western sources to prove divine realities. That's a funny one. That's like the Zachar Naik thing. Yeah. Or like, oh, you know, if you. If you wash your butt, then you don't get colon cancer. Therefore, Islam is true. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what? Sorry, I was only... Isn't it? No, I was just... Uh... You never heard that? If you what? If you... Like, colon cancer is, like, reduced if you... Uh, like, some people think that toilet paper usage is a is a cause for colon cancer. Hmm. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I don't think No, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's the that's like the yeah. kind of thing that they would say is like you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then if a Muslim gets colon cancer, you must have not used the lot. I know, I know. It's and no, they, the they do that. They do that with like other things too. Yeah, like bait, like pigs or like you can't, you know, pigs have diseases in them and it's like, oh yeah, but cows do too, mad cow disease. It's like, oh, what do, what do I say now? You yeah. Know, it's like, you you don't go down that They path. create such a shitty defense that it's almost self-inflicting pain, uh, yeah. self-inflicting damage. It's like a shield, but on the inside of the shield, there's spikes. So if someone pushes the shield, you die. You know, like imagine a shield. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just a shitty example. Yeah, no, like, it's, you know, it actually makes a lot of sense. Because they're using the shield for defense, but they don't realize that it, it has Yeah, and points. as soon as just a little bit of a shove, like yeah. they feel safe, they're holding the shield. That's actually a great analogy, but then as the soon shield. as it 
And there's like a wall of spikes behind them and the shield yeah. and just it just I was thinking like, of those Prince of Persia traps in the yeah, game. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Or like just typical it. games. Yeah, or the yeah. those collapse those walls that Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you would never hold the shield. In fact, it would be better for you to just abandon the shield in that case. And that's the whole that's the that's the way that you don't have a shield because you're not trying to defend anything. Yeah. It's and also if you wanted to defend, get an actual shield without the spikes. Yeah. Yeah. Or get a gun. Exactly. Well, I mean, you don't need to defend against yeah. nonsense. You just ridicule it. Just to, yeah. What's this hate breed? How do you react to comments that is this was this meant to be a wife discussion? Because do you wish you never? The had thing kids? is, these have been here for so long. I've lost all enthusiasm and interest. Yeah, I know, right? It's just completely... I knew, I knew that would happen today because. I knew you probably put in a bunch of these things like a week and a half ago yeah, or something. Yeah, so much stuff happened in yeah. this week. Like I read those two books. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. So. Well, it's fine. We can, it'll just be a slow, slow one. Yeah. I could talk about sweet melons because that was, I mean, it's just a stupid point. Oh, this obsession with all fruits being sweet. And if it's not like, if it's not like pure sugar, then it's like not worth eating or like. Yeah. No, it's not even that. It's that. You're not entitled to the fruit being sweet. Some fruits are not going to be that sweet, but it's not a failure in grocery purchasing or something that you've got a fruit that's not sweet. Because that mentality is what poisons your your soul, in essence. right? Because then you would expect your, your wife or your children to, to constantly be, be perfectly yeah. well-behaved or just in all, you expect sweetness in all. The person who expects sweetness in everything is himself bitter. Because you don't need sweetness if you're not constantly bitter. Yeah. In fact, too much sweetness creates bitterness. 100%. A little bit of like sugar. laziness yeah. and the yeah. anger. It's all linked. Anger, yeah. laziness. It's all like the food. So this was uh, the other day. My wife was cutting open a melon and then uh, her mother was there and she was saying, oh, you didn't, you don't know how to look, get the nice watermelon. See, this one's not good or something like that. And first of all, it's just like, what the hell, right? <laughs> but second of all, it's like, I actually like the watermelons that are less sweet because they have this crispiness that's not overpowering. I don't like the ones that are fully red and sugary. Yeah. There's a reason. I just, I, as long as it's not like rotting, I'm fine. Exactly. There, it's, it's, an, it's a sign of ungratefulness to yeah. me. Like all fruits are good as long as they're not rotten. And the fact that the inside is sweet and the outside is a bit crispy, it, it balances it out. It's like a burger with bread and bun, yeah. the layers. You don't want only the middle part. And you don't want only the rind, the not the rind, the part near the rind. You know the white pinkish part, but you want both because it's, yeah, it's like the crisp and the cream. Yeah, no, I mean it's also it's like part an, of part yeah. of the part of the variety of life is like buying fruit. Part of the amazingness about fruit compared to other foods is that you'll get five different apples, but they're not all going to taste the same. You're going to get a bunch of different oranges. One of them's going to be a bit more chunk chewy one of them's gonna be like crunchy one of them's be it's the juicy. organic lottery yeah that's the that's why fruit is so good compared yeah. to like like okay if you just want to have the same thing just eat sugar every bite just, is a surprise yeah like, there's variation in I mean, texture yeah it's organic it's like a it's like a tube you know yeah I mean? like it has absolutely. that organicness exactly and it's also like they're not this they're seasonal fruits like you have to if you just want sweet blueberries 
year round like why don't you just eat a blueberry shaped jelly bean for yeah your entire or life? like you know, you know oreos like, like those are my despised cookies yeah. because they just well first of all they taste like crap like long term i'm not talking about one or two i don't like oreos either, yeah. yeah and the other thing is they're all all cookies and biscuits like that are identical every single one tastes the same yeah that's so why i like homemade stuff so much better it's not exactly. that homemade baking is better like in terms of it's uh well, sweeter that too. in texture or like you know what i mean like that they're in like in terms of like the cooking standards yeah. i'm saying like you know if some chef's gonna be like oh yeah but the the they're not as uniform but like that's the part that you like is like one of them's exactly. gonna have more chocolate chunks uh, sometimes it's uniformity a little burnt, is sometimes meant for it's a little, yeah for school exactly we don't like you yeah, we don't like school yeah. we don't like nazis either they wore uniforms too yeah yeah so yeah that's Uniformity, conformity, eat your Oreos. That's a good one. Yeah. Eventually, <laughs> those quotes are going to turn into statements like these. <laughs> they start off all serious. Conversation is the highest form of leisure. And then like two weeks later, two months later, <laughs> uniformity, conformity, eat your Oreos. That's pretty good, though, because it's like... It's so relevant. Yeah. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if, you, need, if you need an explanation... You're part of the problem. <laughs>